This is Louise Nets, and you're tuned in to In the Loop with Louise and Yasmeen on 88.1 WCRX-FM Chicago. Welcome to the final episode of this show. Today, we'll be skipping the news and our social media sensations to bring you the stories of graduating Columbia College Chicago seniors for Manifest. Now, usually we hold Manifest every year on Wabash Avenue. It's a big street festival where we come together as a college and we show off all the work of our graduating seniors. Now, obviously with the pandemic, that wasn't happening this year. So all of the artwork and projects are being displayed online. If you want to check that out, and you should, visit manifest.colum.edu. I highly encourage it. So thank you for listening in this semester. I'm so proud to have been the producer of this show. And with that, congrats to the class of 2020. And please enjoy this last episode, the Manifest episode of In the Loop with Louise and Yasmin. If you miss any part of the show today, or you want to go back and listen to any of the episodes we did this semester, you can find In the Loop with Louise and Yasmin wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WCRXFM so you never miss an episode. And if you have anything you'd like to share with us for one last time, send it our way using the hashtag in the loop on CRX. It's, it's so weird because last year was my first year at Columbia since I was a transfer student and I was so excited for Manifest. I went and I, I was part of the Muslim Student Association booth, which was cool. We gave away like free headscarves and we talked a little bit about like why we wear them mm-hmm. and it was really cool. I made so many memories and the other day, my Snapchat memories actually loaded from Manifest. And I was so sad yeah, because it hit me like, wow, you know, like we're not going to have like an in-person manifest this year. It doesn't feel the same. And, you know, it's one of those things really too, that when I first came to Columbia my freshman year in 2016, when I heard about, you know, we basically have like a big festival and celebration at the end, you know, that really like who, 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 who else does that? Just nobody. Block party. Yeah, seriously, like it's insane. And then also, you know, most graduations you go to, let's just be frank, most graduations you go to, they're they're boring AF. Yes. <laughs> and um, they're not that fun. But like, I've seen like Columbia, you know, we have like, you know, a rock band on stage and we have really cool guest speakers. A couple years ago, they had Jane Lynch, which was amazing. They do it at really cool theaters and it's a big party. It's not like the most boring graduation ceremony ever. So yeah, oh, I'm going to cry. Stop. I know, I know. I know. Um, but I've just, I've really been spending the past few days, like just looking back at my whole college career now that it's coming to an end. And like for you, are there any specific memories or moments that, that stand out that you can point to as like some of the highlights? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say maybe the first time I got something published on campus, I actually wrote a story about the Muslim Student Association hates to sound like a broken record. But I had <laughs> I'd written a story about that for the Chronicle uh-huh. and it was published and I just, I actually still have a copy of every Chronicle that I was published in. I saved them so that way, like, 20 years from now, I can show my kids or something. Yeah, that's cool. But, like, that was such a surreal moment for me because I felt as though I was actually using the knowledge I was obtaining in my classes, which is something, you know, you don't usually do before you graduate. I I think it's something I really liked about Columbia, too, because – you're working before you even graduate. They train you to do that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I said um, Frequency TV did a senior showcase on me thing. One of those. Videos. I saw. And um, one of the main things I said in it is that Columbia for me always felt like a four-year trade school. And I will always say that to people because you feel like you're going through, you know, sort of like an on-the-job training kind of thing, especially in the journalism department. Every first class, we never spent it in the classroom. Yes. You know, it was always go out and find somebody to interview and make something, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, for me, the biggest, obviously, the biggest example of that and the best memory I have at Columbia is getting to do the Covering Politics class this year, uh, where, you know, we got to travel to Iowa and South Carolina to cover the Democratic primaries. 
you know, I had so many amazing classmates around me that pushed me really hard. Like, I remember specifically, you know, we were at the Joe Biden event in Iowa. And me being the kind of person I was, I never would have gone into the press pit because I'm like, oh, I'm not like, I'm just like, I'm student press, right? But then Alexandra Yetter was right behind me and she literally was like, there's spots, let's go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and just like pulled me in there and I was like, wow, this is something I can do. And and yeah, having that having that real world like professional experience while we're, we were there just pretty much taking a class was insane. Gosh, it just doesn't feel real, you know? know. Oh, or another thing. There's another, um, do you know Jacqueline Luttrell? Yes, I do. Yeah, so there was a moment in South Carolina at the Pete Buttigieg event where she just straight up went backstage without asking. She was like, I didn't see a sign. And then when somebody asked her, asked her what she was doing back there, she's like, I'm the press. <laughs> Oh, did she get kicked out? <laughs> she did get kicked out. <laughs> oh, good. I wish I could have been. She's awesome. I, I love know. her. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's, like, moments like that, you know, um, <laughs> that were just incredible. Just, you know, really having that um, on-the-ground experience has been crazy. Um, and I, I feel like, I hope I've appreciated it enough. Also, do you have any favorite moments, like, looking back at doing this show together? Like favorite interviews you did or favorite social media sensations? Um, well, I would say one of my favorite interviews uh, was definitely with the ICU nurse, Dana Zayed, because she was telling us what it was like on the, you know, working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know mm -hmm. we're trying to stay positive here, but that was one of my favorite interviews because I felt like we really got a look into what's going on in hospitals. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think all of us um, as journalists, it's been such a, a, an amazing time to sort of step up to the plate and document what's going on with the pandemic. You know what? I think my favorite uh, interview that I did was with Janet Blackwell, who I've been friends with since before even our freshman year. We met at the admitted students day that you go to before you're a freshman, like you're the um, when you're trying to pick colleges. I think it was in April of my senior year. And okay. somehow we just kept showing up and we were in totally different majors. You know, she's a contemporary music major and I'm in radio and journalism. We just kept showing up in each other's college paths or whatever and um and having to sort of getting to sort of bookend my my college career doing that interview with her was really special and I know that um she just released an EP that's amazing she's working on releasing an album and I've gotten to see her grow as an artist too like her music is is really really getting good so that that was really special for me yeah that's so, see it's like you know, you meet you meet people in college, and then you meet people at Columbia, mm -hmm. and you're just able to look at a person in this school, and you just see their potential, and you know they're going to do something big in their career. Yeah, yeah. I've met. I've. I said in my frequency TV interview too. It's like the my advice for freshmen was, you know, look around at the people that you're working with, because there's a lot of talent at Columbia and you're not going to be the best. And the best thing that you can do is look at the person next to you and make friends with them and then hopefully join into whatever they're doing. But so what are you looking forward to like this summer and like coming up next year? Well, I have a really big announcement that I'm going to be announcing in a couple of weeks. Um, I told a couple of people about it. I don't want to say too much yet, because okay. the reason I'm like holding off on it is because I'm waiting. Well, to hear we're that we're obviously people. following you on all the social media, so we'll find about that. I will say it has to do with podcasting. <gasps> is it a new show? Kind of. <laughs> kind <laughs> <Okay>. of. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just looking forward to like starting. I'm. I'm working on starting um, a project with a bunch of other people that have podcasts, and um, hopefully promoting all of our stuff together. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I think that as much as this pandemic has slowed us down, we're really, I feel like this is sort of the universe um, 
toughening us up and and getting us ready to take on anything and um you know we're really gonna have that rise from the ashes mentality yeah i hope because this year was rough (laughs) yeah it it was rough to say the least yeah um so who are we hearing from coming up from you so i spoke with actually one of my really good friends on campus that i met at columbia uh, mahnoor sayad who is a graphic design and cinema television arts major um to talk about her time here at columbia and what she hopes to do next i think it's it's really great to see your friends succeeding in life and it's really important to keep encouraging one another to do the best they can yeah yeah and i um i interviewed so i interviewed seniors uh if we didn't say it before like this uh is the manifest episode so we're talking to graduating seniors about their lives and sort of giving them a senior spotlight um but I talked with uh, Madalena Pramini, who's a graduating um, musical theater and um, stage combat major. And then also Michael Filik, who is a cinema arts and cinema arts and science major. And then also Josie Wisman, who's a photography major. We're looking forward to hearing those. Oh, and at the end, there's going to be a special guest appearance by someone who... Also, you have probably heard on this radio station and you love. So stick around for that at the end. Well, hi, I'm Madalena Permini and I am an acting major with a stage combat minor. Nice. That's got to, that has to be fun doing from home. I saw. Oh. (laughs) I saw um, the stage combat uh, graduates put out a video? Is that, did you see oh, that? Our, our punch train? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? I'm in that. Yeah, I didn't, I haven't watched it yet, but could you tell us a little bit about, like, how that came to be and why you guys did it? Yeah, well, um, I, th- I can't remember if it was one of the TAs or a Wooly, uh, the head of the department, found a video of a bunch of other stunt a- actors that they had put together, which was just, just the punch train of them punching the camera, and then the next person reacts, and then they come back and punch the camera, and then so on and so forth. And we were all kind of losing our minds at that point. And we're like, yeah, let's do this. We don't get to have our manifest performances. We don't get to test, but we'll do this. So in like three days, because we didn't realize there was a deadline for the manifest submissions, we put together this little video um, that was just everyone goofing off and having a good time it's so funny it's really funny to watch and go through and like yeah see who was really into it and who was like kind of like I have to do this because the other TAs are doing it we're definitely gonna push that out on our social media at WCRXFM so you guys can see it there yeah Um, it's lots of fun oh my god yeah it's just I've loved seeing the ways that all of the different departments have been trying to be creative you know about oh yeah they put out their stuff. It's been so crazy. Um, yeah. But so you're graduating now. Um, yes. It's been a it's been a time. Um, I will. I feel like I should disclose that freshman year we shared a room together. Yes, we were roommates freshman year. <laughs> you were like one of my four friends or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. We won't go into that, but good times. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, but how do you feel like since then? I feel like I've talked to you like sporadically through yeah. this whole thing, but how do you feel like Columbia has like shaped and prepared you for your career and the rest of your life? Well, I, I definitely have to say it gave me an idea of what I actually want to do. I mean, I came to Columbia with the original mind to be a musical theater major, and then I didn't do that and went into acting, and I was going to do acting, and then I was going to double major in that and costume design, and then I didn't do that, just went acting. And then I, I knew Columbia had the stage combat minor when I came. That was one of the reasons I was originally looking at the school. And I don't know, once I really got into that, I was like, oh, this is something I can do. And, you know, having all the classes, um, w- there's a good like amount of different things you can pick from like we go into fighting for film as opposed to stage fighting and things like that so just 
just the department itself really helped me figure out where I want to go because I came in so uncertain. I knew I wanted to do something acting kind of something with that. And now I've, I'm leaving with a more direct path that's still uncertain in some areas, but I know like where I'm going more so. Yeah, I think we sort of had like the same kind of trajectory because the first semester of college, I took a radio class, or I took two radio classes. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's like what I want to do, or I don't know if like I want to do, I took radio and journalism classes, right? And then I abandoned yeah. that for two years, and then I ended up majoring in it in the end. <laughs> I remember you switching, I remember that happening. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I can't even remember all the majors that I like went through at this point. It's like not even <laughs> funny. Yeah, but I think that's one of the things about Columbia is like you kind of get it you go to one class and you get a taste and you're like oh my god that class was awesome and then you yeah. you know you kind of get pulled in a lot of different directions but were there any specific moments or projects that you can point to that were highlights of your time in college oh uh yeah <laughs> just I had one it, it's gonna go in stage combat because that's who I am as a human being yeah. but um my the fight I tested with in Small Sword uh, last year, had to be last year, because it was last spring. Um, I tested one of my best friends was my fight partner and she's from Germany and I took German in high school. And it was one of those things that I always had. And I was like, I'll put it on my like resume when I'm auditioning. because it's kind of a cool skill that I'm like semi-fluent, but we did a fight in German and we did it well enough that we managed to recommend with that which was very exciting. And I think that was like, it was one of the first times as an actor walking away and going, oh, I have all these other cool skills that are just kind of like little things I never really think about, but really they are selling points for me that can get me jobs. And from there I'm like, oh, I am going to do this as a career and I will make money. I have things people will want to hire me for, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always seen like I've always seen Columbia in that way kind of like as a four-year trade school where you're not just leaving with a degree in painting like you're also learning how do I sell my paintings you know and how do I set yeah. myself apart so yes. yeah. yeah um how does it feel and I'm asking everyone this but how does it feel graduating during this pandemic for you oh I am first of all where it's... are you right now I'm in Chicago. I'm in my okay. apartment. Um, okay. Yeah, I live off campus, so I didn't have to go anywhere. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I should be more upset about it than I am. Um, the things that upset me are not things that really have to do with the fact that I'm graduating. It's more of like, my family will never get to meet my teachers that I really wanted them to meet. Or like, I really wanted to do this final in person, and now I'm doing it not like this. So like, graduating will happen and I will have a diploma at the end of it and I know my friends and I will do something fun to make up for it but missing the ceremony is not what's like getting me down yeah totally are there any professors you want to give shout outs to um David Woolley Johnny Mack uh I don't know those guys are really pulling they're pulling me through this semester (laughs) god especially since this started Paul Mendes who's the playwriting professor he's doing a amazing things it's something I never really thought I'd get into and I took playwriting one as kind of a throwaway class because I had the credits and now I'm really in love with it and I think that's super cool that he got me into something I didn't think I'd like (laughs) yeah no that's yeah that's awesome um and what is giving you it I feel like (laughs) I should just say I feel like all of these interviews when I ask somebody um how does it feel to be graduating it's just going to start with a bunch of nervous laughter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, we all have the same reaction. Like, ha ha ha, isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah. uh, but what's giving you hope right now through all the darkness? <sighs> I think is my friends. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There has to be something. I think it has to be my friends. It's, it's, this has been a good time for me to realize that I have surrounded myself with a very good group of people who are very passionate about the things that they do. And it is exciting to see them kind of grow and them growing is pushing me forward. And like, we're finding ways to still do work together. Like, um, oh, I can, I can plug this. I have a little yeah, hoop that says some, 
we're doing like these weird little videos on YouTube and it's either like us just talking to each other as friends or we're doing um, some original playwrights or have sent, sent us some readings. So we've been doing little readings like that. And oh God, what is the name of it, Maggie? What are we called again? Isolation Station. <laughs> That's the name of our little troupe. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's like we're finding ways to keep creating together even in this time when we're so far apart. But yeah. That they're really, they're giving me hope that even after we get out eventually and the world is still different, that there'll still be art to make and we'll find ways to make it. And join with me now is television and graphic design major Mahnoor Sayed, who will soon be graduating this weekend. Hey, Mahnoor, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you here. Now, let's get into your time at Columbia. How did Columbia shape you for your career? Columbia shaped me a lot for my career. I feel like a lot of it has to do with learning about, you know, paying attention to details, especially as like a graphic designer. And even for video, I feel like I found like a lot of hands-on training when it comes to television. Um, and I feel like that does reflect in a lot of the projects that I work on, or even like, you know, working at WGN now, um, which I did recently. I interned there as a boring news intern. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that was taught to me in college has shaped me, but I feel like it, it also has to do with my high school experience as well. Really? Tell us a bit about your time at Columbia. What are some um, activities and organizations and clubs that you were a part of? So... First of all, it's really interesting how I even came to Columbia because originally I was supposed to go to School of the Art Institute for architecture and film. Um, but I ended up going to Columbia like last minute and I ended up changing my majors totally into television and graphic design because one of my friends was supposed to go into television, but she didn't. Um, and from that, I feel like since freshman year to senior year, I've joined um, a, a couple of like uh, clubs and activities. Like I've been a part of... Um, k-pop club i've been a part of um the muslim student association initially i want to start during freshman year because it didn't exist then um but i couldn't find enough people to start that up so that never became a thing but then uh during junior year ola and you know you <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we ended up meeting each other really coincidentally and then we like you know ola started it um, so that's been one thing. And then I've been part of Frequency TV, um, which was a, tele a student-run television um, programming uh, board. So we did a lot of that. And then we partnered up with a lot of the other clubs at Columbia. So that was definitely an experience. Um, other than that, there's been like a lot of classes that, you know, have done a lot of activities outside, you know, being part of Manifest, directing the live stream. I've had a lot of like experience uh, during my journey at Columbia. Actually, you know, um, Nood and I are friends and like she mentioned, and you mentioned um, directing at Manifest last year, our junior year. And I, yep. it was funny because this one video popped up in my memories the other day of you <laughs> directing, but you like I got to say, <laughs> and there was a mosh pit in front of the, the main stage and there was a oh, giant yeah. Pikachu and you got dragged in and I got yeah. it on video. <laughs> and it was the I funniest almost, thing. I, it's so funny because I almost fell like three, four times that day. It's actually the day that I got fired from Frequency TV. Well, I got laid off because they had a budget cut. And I it was awkward because I still had class going on. And I was supposed to coordinate between Frequency and my class. Um, and I had to stay there the entire day, too, to like, you know, 9 p.m. <laughs> it's quite a memory. Oh, definitely. So were there any specific moments other than that one um, that stood out to you during your time here? Um, I would say a lot of the memories that I do have would be mostly for my television classes and, you know, um, the remote television class specifically uh, with Brady, because we used to do a lot of concerts and stuff outside, even of class time. So like class hours are only supposed to be four or five hours. We would literally have an entire like 10 hour shoot. Um, and that would take place like on a Saturday instead of like a Friday. Um, so I feel like those are a lot of memories that I kept, but then also working with Eric Scholl, the television, he's now the head of the department, but he used to be a professor back in freshman year. And I feel like I made a lot of memories with the people that I had class with in the learning community. 
Um, other than that, I feel like in graphic design, um, most of the memories wouldn't really be with like classes. It would be with like classmates during non-class hours. Right. Um, that and then starting she speaks diversity um with you know the group of us five hijabis because being a minority on campus was a big thing um because i feel like we all bonded over the fact that we were muslim and the fact that we were women uh muslim women that you know were in the media in the arts um which wasn't which isn't even something that is very prevalent outside right now yeah honestly off topic she speaks diversity it was so fun to do with you and i'm so glad that like we got to meet and stuff during college uh-huh. um another question i have is what do you think it's like you know graduating during a global pandemic it's definitely been a roller coaster i feel like it's definitely rough because you don't really feel like you're graduating because you don't really have you know that ceremony and that you don't have manifest you know you don't have that proper send-off um that every graduating senior has and then other than that even for classes i feel like a lot of people have just lost motivation because now you're out your houses and some people have like gone back home you know whether it's like internationally or even if you're in still in chicago and the thing is you're still facing the pandemic but then a lot of professors also are making you you know still do your assignments on time and not everybody can do that so i feel like it's been rough trying to get through classes um while you know being in lockdown and staying at home and trying to just stay healthy and safe and not let everything around you get to you Mm. what's helping you hold on to hope during this time Uh, For me right now, currently, I would say it's the fact that it's Ramadan for us. Um, And so just, you know, the fact that it is like a holy month and I'm like praying and reflecting and just being around family is another thing. And the fact that the community, you know, neighbors and everybody have been so supportive, you know, people are giving gifts, people are giving to charities, donations, feeding, you know, the less fortunate. It's just been really inspiring whether even if it's on social media, you know, people like trying to implement um, just being a better person. I feel like that's what's been giving me a lot of motivation and hope to get through this. Where do you hope to be in the next five years after graduating? Ooh, for me, I feel like at least being a senior, you know, graduating from college with two degrees. Um, for me, I would see myself just having a stable job, you know, whether it's in television or graphic design, most preferably in television. Um, but I would definitely see myself, you know, being in L.A., probably, you know, being in Hollywood, either being part of like Netflix or BuzzFeed, working full time, having a family. Um and yeah, just being really settled down and just stable in my career and where I'm at in life. Well, I really do wish you the best. Thank you so much for coming on. This is graduate Mahnoor Sayed. We are so proud of you. Cannot wait to see where you're going to be. Thank you. This is WCRXFM. Uh, my name is Michael Filik, and uh, I am a uh, cinema arts science major, uh, formerly called, I believe it's... Uh, Film, film and television now, um, but uh, I'm just a general uh, Bachelor of the Arts major and no, uh, no funny business, um, and I'm a senior. Oh, and um, or did you, any specific like concentration in the film major? No, n- no concentrations. I sort of went on the uh, directing path uh, as oh. far as uh, the, uh, the curriculum I took, but um, no, uh, no concentration or emphasis in my uh, actual uh, degree. How do you feel like Columbia has shaped and prepared you for your career? You know, um, when I got to Columbia, I sort of came in with not, you know, a, I, I, I wasn't coming in, you know, kind of empty handed. I sort of, uh, in high school, I spent a lot of time, you know, studying filmmaking and I took a lot of filmmaking classes. So I was sort of aware of, you know, kind of set life and, you know, the, you know, kind of what it takes to, to make a production. Not to say I went in knowing everything, because I certainly learned a lot. But you know, it, it, it was it was definitely um, supplementary to what I already knew. But you know, as far as the faculty, the curriculum, what we learned, I felt like I definitely grabbed a lot from it. I certainly know friends of mine 
that kind of we started sort of at the same level and you know they kind of felt that oh well you know columbia you know can't teach me this i already know this you know mm-hmm. i know everything and you know certainly when i was a freshman i was like all right like i kind of had some of that same attitude but i mean you know in hindsight i really felt like i got some great experience i really learned a lot you know all my faculty were very professional and the ones that weren't i still learned from you know because <laughs> you, you know you, you learn from working with difficult people and yeah. you know, you know so, sometimes that's a good learning experience so and yeah i mean I, I really don't have anything uh sorry to say is how it's prepared me as a filmmaker i mean certainly you know the school itself i mean certainly has some you know in, in, indiscretions but really i have you know nothing but positive things to say about its film department yeah yeah um are there any specific moments or projects or films you worked on that were highlights of your time should you tell us a story about that yeah absolutely so uh so this past semester, um, I was able to participate in a program that's called Directing Three. And essentially what that is, is when you're, when you're in the film program and you're sort of aiming towards being a director, there's sort of attractive classes. So sort of the final uh, Pieta Resistance class is, you can do either Directing Three, which is, uh, is essentially, you raise a certain amount of money to direct a film that you wrote and you directed, or you can do what's called a Pridescom film, where essentially the school gives you money and then you work on someone else's script and there's a lot more faculty oversight. Wow, one of those seems more. way easier. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. You know, I mean, you know, certainly I, I kind of wanted to take the scenic route, so to speak, because the, the practicum film, it, while it really, they really kind of do everything for, you, you know, it, it's, it's very much like doing a studio film where it's very mm-hmm. corporate, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people looking over your shoulders and, you know, a little less creative freedom. Sure. I really want, you know, to be able to do something that I wrote, something that I felt was like, you know, completely mine, but I also love collaborating with people. I didn't want to make it all about me. So like, you know, I just felt like, you know, directing three gave you the option to really kind of make your own project. And that's what really excited me. So so this past November, we shot we shot the film. We raised money on uh, on Indiegogo for it. Um, shot it. I had a great cast. Uh, it's very funny. There's still I'm still almost done editing it. The sound editing is just not my foray. So I had to uh, <laughs> I, I, I I had to phone a friend and consult the expert. So I'm getting it worked on. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it was it was a great experience. I mean. I got to say, I got really lucky because, you know, this is some people's, they go to Columbia for this class, you Mm -hmm. know, they wait to to do this project. And, you know, I'm glad I got out when I did, because I would hate to have, so basically like, like the whole class lasts a semester, but you spend, I spent the summer before writing the screenplay and getting feedback with my professor. I hadn't even started the class yet. And I was already like kind of starting the project so that when we get there the first day in September, it's like, we have a script ready to go. Let's start hiring crew. You know, so when this thing happened, it sort of kind of happened in the middle. So, there, so I don't know what the fate of that program or that class really is, because right. I highly doubt kids were able to shoot their project, which I think is just terrible. Like, you know, going through the whole program, I mean, I, I, you, know, you know, we talk about, you know, kind of graduation reparations or like, you know, you know, sort of like this adaptation to a lesser online education system mm. and kind of feeling like we've been duped. You know, yeah. you know, there, there's certain classes that, you know, people, you know, may have not gotten to take and it's fullest form, but mm-hmm. I'm more worried about those, these year long classes, you know, or these, you know, things where there's been such a lead up there. It's just, you know, oh, and we can't do it. I mean, honestly, Definitely. I could care less about a ceremony and it's like, it's like things like that, that I'm like, oh my God, I'm glad I got, I'm glad yeah. I did what I did. I think that that's really like a stamp on how Columbia is different from other colleges that all of the students are like, wait, we didn't get to do our work. <laughs> like yeah. we're not, we don't care about graduation. I mean, I, I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, Columbia, and I think that's kind of a testament to how great of a school Columbia is because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, the curriculum, the work you're doing really matters and it's, and it's, there's a process and it's, you know, really important to a lot of people and, you know, it, it's not just like, oh, man, like, I can't take, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't take this anymore. I can't take this like, cool elective I want to take, you know, like, that's like, well, people really don't care about that. I mean, yeah. they do, but they don't. Yeah, totally. Do you think, do you feel like the directing three experience that you got with all of that freedom, do you feel like that's something you would have found at another film school? You know, not necessarily even. I mean, uh, you know. When I when I was applying to colleges, I I mean I, I didn't really apply that widely because I really knew I wanted to do film. So there's only a few film schools that I was really like, yeah, this is like definitely the thing I want to do. Like I 
I, I think I looked at LMU and I went there mm -hmm. and they're like, you're not going to pick up a camera until you're a junior. Like, it's just going to be all like film theory, color theory, editing theory for two years. I'm like, well, that's no fun. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you learn from like getting up and doing the, the darn thing. Totally. And, uh, you know, and then you go to, went to Columbia and it's like, oh yeah, definitely. Like first semester you pick up a camera we're going to start shooting stuff, good stuff, bad stuff, doesn't matter. We're going to just be having fun learning. I'm like, oh, that sounds like totally a vibe that I'm into. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, and there's other film schools out there that have such programs, but I mean, you know, I think Columbia was sort of the Goldilocks amount. It just had, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it wasn't too much, wasn't too small. It was just, just perfect. Yeah. Um, how does it feel for you to be graduating during this pandemic? You know, um, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of numb to it because I've sort of finished everything I've really wanted to do at the school. Like I've taken the big classes I was most excited about. And like, I mean, it's actually funny. So this last semester, like if you had asked me what, I, what my plan was for my last semester uh, two years ago, I would have said, well, I might go to semester in LA. I might take X and Y, Z classes and, uh, you know, just kind of finish out with a bang. Well, as it turned out, I, I, I just said, you know, I, I don't want to go to LA. You know, I've just, you know, I mean, as great as these internships sound, um, as really cool as they sound, you know, I, I kind of already had a job at the time in film. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I just want to, I'd rather, I'd rather make some money, you know, just, you know, make some contacts than, you know, kind of drop everything and go to Los Angeles. And uh, so I decided, you know, I'm going to take, I have like three, I have two credits left. I'm going to take a three credit online class and just, you know, work the rest of the semester. Well, and this thing happens. And like everyone in the semester early program is like literally like kicked to the curb saying, yep, yep, gotta, 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 gotta go. Can't, can't give me an internship. Can't give me an apartment, you know, you know, sayonara, you know, and then like, uh, you know, like the directing three program is out and like literally I'm just on an online class and it's like, okay, so like business as usual, like this, we're, already, we're already remote. So like no problem. So it's sort of like, it's like nothing's changed, but like yeah. everything's changed for everyone else. So I'm sort of like in this bubble where I'm like unaffected by it. I mean, of course I'm affected. Like I can't go anywhere. <laughs> like, but, but, you know, and there's no film jobs, you know, aside from, right. you know, coming projects. So I'm just kind of like, All right, read, read the script. You know, this guy wants to do a project maybe in seven years when this thing is over, <laughs> give it a mm -hmm. look. So, I mean, you know, for the time being, I'm okay. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I could honestly care less about, you know, graduation. But then again, I, you know, that's not to say that I, I wouldn't want a ceremony, that I wouldn't want, you know, any of those classic things that you get with the graduation. So I do feel like, you know, hey, like, you know, a little something for the effort, you know, right. <laughs> you know, hey, a little, little something, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really jive with a, uh, an, an e-graduation or like a Zoom graduation where I'm sitting in my, my, you know, my, you know, bedroom in a, you know, cap and gown, like a, <laughs> like a schmuck, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, but in, I mean, if, they do do this kind of 2021 uh, extended graduation. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll come to it. I just, I mean, I, I really don't have an opinion on it yet. And that, that just kind of leads me into this last um, question of like, I feel like our generation, or at least for the, you know, the class of 2020, and maybe even, maybe in a, even a couple of classes after us, it's sort of like this loss of the American dream for a little bit. Mm -hmm. like we don't we kind of have to put our careers on hold or like going to look for our career because they're just it isn't there for us at this point so what's giving you hope right now in all the darkness well you know I mean I've always felt that in times like this where there's great uncertainty you know I'm not going to solve this crisis but I do think it's going to be solved you know it's going to be by someone smarter than me and I just know that it's going to take time and we're just going to have to be patient. We're going to have to listen to the experts. And I like, I, I, it, it's going to end someday. And, you know, I think a lot of people are really uncertain, you know, I'm, I'm in a unique situation where I sort of have a job with a kind of a, a good friend of mine. So that's not really going away at this moment, but for a lot of people that are literally leaving college and they can't get a job anywhere, you know, I think I would say, use this time to do the things you haven't had the time to do. So many people have that, whether it's, you know, cleaning their closet, whether it's, you know, starting their podcast or, you know, doing something artistic, painting, whatever it be. They say, oh, I really want to do this, but I got to look for a job. You know what? You know, there's nothing to do right now. There's literally mm -hmm. nothing to do. Wait. So I would say use this time wisely and, you know, 
do something creative, you know, you know, build something, you know, work, do the things you never had the time to do. I think this could be a really great time of like self-reflection and, you know, artistic endeavors. Honestly, I, I think I, I see this as kind of a plus, not for the people mm. that are sick, obviously, but, you know, for the people that, you know, don't got much to do and, you know, they're just sort of idling. I think, you know, sure. you know, they could be working on something. Awesome. Um, how do you feel like Columbia, now looking back on everything, now that you have everything in context, <laughs> um, looking back, how do you feel like it shaped you for your career? Um, I felt like it really uh, kind of decided what I really wanted to do because um, going into college, I refused to even go to an art school. So I'm a transfer student to Columbia. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, I'm, I was always interested in photography. I took a few classes in high school. And so thankfully, um, once like I had a year at another school in Indiana, I was like, I need to go to um, art school. So I came back home to Columbia, to, back home to Chicago. And uh, really like I, like, like Columbia is great um, for as much as there's weaknesses and strengths within Columbia, but it's like really it's like really shaped about like what I really want to do within photography. Cause there's just so many different concentrations and different routes you can go through it. Um, and it kind of like honed in on like my skills and I would have never been like fallen in love with, I'm doing fashion photography. So I would have never realized that I'm actually also super interested in fashion. So it gave yeah. me a lot. That gave me a lot of interest that I didn't realize I had. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like I've been hearing that sort of same theme from a lot of people where it's like, where it's like, I found the specific thing that I know I can take what I'm passionate about and go make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's good. Like plus, learn, it's just great. Like the, yeah. What were you yeah, going like, to say? Like learning how to, how to market yourself in a specific way. Like I've got this specific skill, you know, it's not just, I can, I can paint the painting, but I can sell it too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, are there any specific moments or projects that you can point to that were really highlights for you? Um, yeah, I would say that like throughout all of my introductory photo classes, I didn't really feel a connection with them. Like I just felt like I was creating work just to make work for the class. Right. Um, but it wasn't really until last semester when um, I was, um, or a semester or two ago, I started doing more fashion um, concentrated work. And so there was this class I took last semester, um, fashion, uh, fashion photography on location, where the class gets to travel to the, to the Hilton Chicago every week. And um, we're all in one big group. And there's two photographers that, that day from our class that are shooting that day. And it's just such a collaborative thing and um, helping them get the photos they want because, you know, you find a fashion designer to give you a garment to, it's like a whole production and it's yeah. really shows how to do it in the real life about how like these shoots are going to go. So I would say that whole entire class really um, changed like, like me and like really highlighted my whole year or whole, not year, a uh, oh. few years at Columbia. Yeah. Um, and I know this is an audio format, but is there a photo that you took that sticks out in your mind that you were really proud of? Yes, um, it's on actually like highlight. It's on the top of my website. <laughs> it's um, actually one of my photos I took um, at the Hilton last year. And um, it's just like a moody photograph. Um, and my model was great. And she, I didn't even have to tell her like how to move or anything or direct her. She was just perfect. And I got one of my favorite shots. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's on my, it's on my website that I'm super proud of. And, and your website is? Is uh, www.nosywisman.com. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So it's just, my name. it's just my name. Yeah, we'll make sure, um, we'll make sure when this episode goes out to, to push out that photo too, because I love having, I love having visual artists. Um, like I talked to a sign maker a few episodes ago. Um, I love talking to visual artists, but it's so funny doing it in this medium. Yeah. You're like, can you please describe it for me? <laughs> right, exactly. It's a little, a little difficult, but uh, once you get a feel of like, my website goes straight to my fashion portfolio totally. and it's on the top, you can't miss it. How does it feel for you to be graduating during this pandemic right now? Is it emotional? Is it, how is it affecting you? 
It's, um, I would say a tiny bit emotional. I just don't think it's hit me quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, we aren't really in, like we're in school, but we're not technically like in school. And yeah. so I just, I have, like, I had so many ideas and so many things I wanted to do in my last semester at Columbia in person that I wasn't able to do. So it's kind of like, shocking that I'm like oh I'm I'm done in a week or two like I don't don't have another semester like I I had all these plans that just kind of got erupted um so it's a little sad (laughs) I'm a little sad by it but not not sad enough about it I guess yeah yeah I saw I saw a meme the other day that it was like um you know the the phrase making lemonade out of lemons right there was a photo going around of a lemon that was like mostly pith, like the white part, and just like a little tiny bit of fruit. And they were like the 2020 lemons. Seriously, that's that's how it is right now. It's, yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> and so we have this whole. I feel like we have this whole generation of us now. Um, even even you know even high schoolers who are graduating who are kind of going into the this job market where it's like you know what is the American dream now. You know, um, it sort of seems like a desolate landscape in a way, but what's giving you hope right now in all the darkness? Um, I guess it's just, I keep on looking at inspiration right now because since I can't, um, I'm, my practice, at least for fashion photography is such a collaborative thing that we're not, since we're supposed to be social distancing is that I am kind of like not being able to create. Um, so I'm gathering just kind of like all this inspiration and I just have all this inspiration like inside of me that's kind of getting me going and being like, okay, in a couple months I will be able to um, create like what I want to do. And it's just kind of like the hope of uh, being able to create again soon and the way that I really want to. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people are trying to put a lot of pressure on themselves, like, I can create right now, but Mm -hmm. also, I think just, like, trying to gather inspiration, like you say, and holding on to that for when you can is, is a really good thing to think about. Yeah, it's really, it's been helping me a lot, because, like, I'll try to pull out my camera to do, like, some self-portraits. I'm not very good in front of the camera (laughs) at all, but, you know, I've been like, okay, maybe I can try to create something with self-portraits, and then I look at them, and I'm just like, oh, like, this is not what I want to do. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a whole six photos of me from college, like, these (laughs) these past four years. There are no photos of me. It's kind of hilarious. I was trying to make a grad card, you know, you know, like your, the invitation that you send out to people, not that there's anything to invite them to, but you know, right? Um, (laughs) but I was trying to make that and I was like, oh my God, all the pictures of me are from like two years ago. (laughs) Oh no. Mine are just like those like iPhone photos that you have with your friends and like, they're they're not like, not, not professional, but they're just not, you don't want to share those with everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then you're going to Columbia where you're, you're friends with like actors and people who have headshots. I know. I'm the one who's creating these headshots or some of these headshots. So it's just like, I just, I need to have them for myself. But then I look at my own and I'm like, damn, this is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and I hope you uh, I hope you do well within the last couple of uh, weeks that we have here. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm you know this doing this whole show remotely um, has been interesting, but it's definitely not been worthless. Yeah, right. I've learned a lot. I've learned definitely learned how to be adaptable. So, oh, that's that's how we're all kind of having to do this now, being adaptable, yeah. whether we like it or not. <laughs> Because, because this is the last thing we'll ever do. I know. Oh, college. Scary. So this is so crazy. So I have a special guest with me right now who has actually has a show on right after this. It's me. I'm Isabella. Um, I've been here before. And yes, you'll hear me starting at four o'clock right after this too. Yeah. So uh, since it's our last episode, I figured that I wanted to have a special guest, but I couldn't think of anybody better who's sort of been with me not all the way through college, but all the way through this whole radio thing, um, just to like share some memories. And since it's the manifest episode too, um, yeah, just share some memories of our our time in college. 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we have, we have a lot. It's, I mean, obviously, as you know, I've been trying to narrow down, you know, kind of what I would bring up. But um, one of the first things that comes to mind is just kind of your role in helping create my podcast. So we were in a podcast series class together and mine was the Astrology Academy. And it was something that was new for me, but definitely new for you. And so <laughs> it was really fun to just see you, you know, because you got on board because that's just what you do. Like yeah. with everything that I've done in college, it's like, can you help me? <laughs> I just, so, yeah, I like, I like my, my thing is like, I love helping other people with their ideas. Like, yeah. Nothing gives me more, nothing makes me happier. So. Oh my gosh. And we're so lucky for it. So yeah, you kind of, you know, you hopped onto the project with me and, you know, it was just such a funny and interesting learning experience for everyone because you're not someone who would have sought out, you know, astrology or who necessarily believes in it. Um, but I think it was a cool journey for both of yeah. us to take because it really kind of brought to light a lot of things that you never otherwise would have, you know, considered. And, you know, yeah. we had a, we had a blast interviewing a couple of people. Um, you know, Claire Mooney sticks out. She was just an amazing, an amazing lady. Um, and she invited us to her studio. And I mean, that was so cool. So Great. yeah, that just stands out to me as one, one of the many kind of projects that we've done together that speaks to our collaboration is like, I need yeah. help. <laughs> this is a cool idea. <laughs> you may not be, you know, versed in it, but now you're, you're going to get on board. There was this moment where we were all talking about Aquariuses because at the class, there were like no Aquarius people. And Louise was sitting just on the outskirts in the room. You As know, an Aquarius we... would do. <laughs> As a double Aquarius. And um, just kind of listening into people be like, yeah, there's no Aquarius here you know, I knew this girl <laughs> like she, you know, she had such a funny style or like, you know, she came across as kind of, you know, this way. They're like, just kind of like talking smack, but like not, not in a hateful way, but kind of yeah. talking no, about were like, an were Aquarius like, behind her like back. This and yeah. this and this. And you were just like, they were just um, picking apart the idea of an Aquarius. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> like, how was that? Like, you know what I think is hilarious is when we did that. Um, and I think this just shows the difference in our personalities, but why it works so well is like you were so like, yeah, I really want to learn about this new thing. I'm really open to it. So something a lot of my friends were doing. And I was like, this sounds weird and dumb. And I feel like I won't like it. So let's do it. <laughs> so let's see. I yeah, that's like, exactly. I feel like I'll think it's all stupid. So this sounds fun. And then I totally got sucked in. Which is Yes. Weird. And honestly, like when I first planned the project, I wanted someone who didn't believe or, you know, was a skeptic. Right. I didn't even plan for it to just be you. <laughs> but then it was and it really it really added to it because it was just, you know, a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think another thing we can bring up is like I was the TA for three years for Terry Hemmert, who is a DJ here in Chicago that I feel like so many people know. It's, she's an icon. She does Breakfast with the Beatles on Sundays, like my favorite. And um, I had the privilege to get to be close to her and work with her in her class. And I've learned so much with her. And now we're BFFs. And um, and you got to take that class too while I was a TA and it was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, that was unbelievable because, you know, as we know that her class is so underrepresented and so I'm just lucky enough that I happened to register for it you know like yeah. I forget if it was sent out in an email or whatnot but anyway yeah just be, getting a chance to just learn from her in and of itself is a privilege let alone getting able to just get to know her in, in another level like and that's a lot due to your friendship with her you know is we've gotten a chance to like hang out and like you We're know out next week on zoom <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And like, that's just been an incredible, incredible experience. She like, I mean, like we said, we can talk about this forever, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I just felt so lucky to be able to know her and hear her stories. Like that's so invaluable to me. Yeah. yeah I, and she, yeah, she's the best. Um, and then I guess we also want to talk about uh, we want to do a shout out for Jackie Spinner too, because we met in her class and her classes are intense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, she kicked our butts. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I would really, I mean, I don't know what my 
journalism, you know, kind of college career would look like without her. I don't think I would be in any shape to really pursue it as seriously as I have. Um, she has, she just pushes us in that, in a way that you want a teacher to, to push you and that yeah. you like, you can rely on her and she, yeah, it's just the right amount of challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I will always like really, really be, be grateful for those classes because like I said, like you can't really get that experience anywhere else. And especially at the school, like just going out there and, and being on the street and doing that, like, yeah, she just really gave us like a great gift of, of courage, I think. Mm-hmm. And I've, t- I've talked about going to Iowa a lot and going to South Carolina. Um, but you actually went with me to cover those primaries. Mm-hmm. And I think that that bonding moment was when we were, I think we were up until what, like five in the morning? At least, putting, yeah. Putting together our final story from the mess that was the Iowa primaries. And then we were still editing it on the way home in the car. And our professors told us yesterday, we were, they were like, we don't know many people in the actual industry who would do that. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's funny because they were saying like, that was so professional to get that done. And to me, I was like, what was professional about that? Like sitting in the back of a van, like editing? But it was, I mean, in retrospect, there was no other option for us. That was yeah. just, we had to get it done. And yeah. oh man, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I guess that's that's most of our our memories that we that we have. Um, I know that we're gonna be friends for a long time, and um, which is saying something because I don't usually keep friends for that long. Um, but I don't think I could get rid of this one if I tried. And I guess we also want to do a big shout out to our professor Matt Cunningham, who um, has bookended my college career. I was in. I was in freshman year, my first semester, I was in his podcasting class. And then this last year, um, I was in his podcasting series class and then uh, WCRX practicum. So he's, he is a light truly. If you need any kind of encouragement or positive feedback, he's always there with it. Um, one of the few professors that'll actually listen to your entire podcast. <laughs> Seriously. I remember finding out that he actually did that because I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a big class. Uh, who's, who's going to do that? And, and mind you, like his life revolves around audio. So he's already got also podcasts for entertainment, you know, let alone yeah. work. So I'm thinking, yeah, he's got to just tune in and be like, okay, sounds good. No, he literally probably had to put aside all podcasts for entertainment <laughs> and just listen to students creating whatever it is that we created. <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean, that alone is, <laughs> is a feat. Yeah. He, he's been amazing. I mean, seriously, always so bright, even in times of stress, you know, like always someone who can just be like, that's somebody that you want to hold down the fort, you know, it's, yeah. I feel like we, we've been really lucky to be able to be a part of, of this station with him running it. I can't think of anybody else who in the middle of a semester could take a radio course where we have a radio station at the college campus and be like, all right, we're doing it all online and from home now. And in the middle of a like system change, like a hard software change. Yeah. So just kind of, yeah, that's crazy. And also just being there for us mentally and emotionally and always giving, (laughs) always giving a hundred percent at 9am when all of us could not care less. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we totally, we so appreciate you, Matt, because we know you're going to listen to this whole thing. <laughs> um, we, but seriously, yeah, we seriously appreciate um, everything that you've done for us. And um, so I guess, I guess we're going to sign off now. Um, we have a little bit of an inside joke to let everybody in on, too. We've been laughing about this for... <laughs> a year and it's not even a good joke but um I guess you can explain it every show we sign off every project that we've done for you know WCRX we always sign off and there's always been a couple of takes especially if it's an edited piece of you know saying for WCRX I'm Isabella Eliopoulos or whatever your name is (laughs) and um we always just kind of felt you know there's got to be something more that we can add to that. There's got to be something we can change. So, <laughs> so we were smart enough <laughs> to go, what if we just, you know, slipped, slipped it? it. <laughs> what if we just flipped it? What if we flipped it? 
And so I feel like every time we've done a news piece or an audio piece or anything, we've always joked about saying, like, for Louise Nets, I'm WCX. We've always done two takes and just been tempted to put the wrong one in. But you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time. So um, for Louise Nets. And for Isabella Eliopoulos. I'm, I'm WCRX. <laughs>